This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. 7.49 a.m. You're listening to The Morning Run with Shazana Shaoning and Keith. Now, amidst the rise in online scams, Malaysia is crafting a legal framework to deploy a kill switch mechanism aimed at preventing fraudulent activities on digital platforms. This is according uh, to the minister in the Prime Minister's Department, uh, the de facto law minister, Datuk Sri Azalina Uthman. As many, as, as many existing laws concerning cybersecurity and online crime were drafted before 2010 and are clearly outdated whilst being in effect. This highlights the need for updates to effectively uh, address modern challenges. The urgency of the situation is highlighted by the alarming statistics from the National Scam Response Centre, which recorded over 71,000 fraud cases and 245 million ringgit in losses between October 2022 and January 2023, which is just a few months. So how can Malaysia effectively deploy the proposed kill switch mechanism to combat online scams? And should existing laws be updated to address modern cybersecurity challenges? Joining us to discuss this is Dr. Selva Kumar Manikam, Associate Professor at University Science Malaysia. Uh, Dr. Selva, good morning. Thanks very much for joining us. Now, we know that um, kill switch mechanisms uh, are being implemented by many of the Malaysian banks in order uh, to respond to uh, fraud uh, cases. Uh, are there other ways in which the kill switch can be used uh, to intervene in online transactions to prevent scams? Uh, well, uh, when you talk about uh, uh, kill switch, uh, basically, uh, as everybody knows, uh, is to uh, pretty much to disrupt or, uh, or block uh, an ongoing transaction if, if uh, a fraudulent activity is suspected. But uh, uh, the thing is that what we see with the banks nowadays is that uh, most of the kill switch service provided is pretty much user activated, self protected, mm. where user has to manually uh, identify if uh, uh, they find the uh, transaction to be fraudulent, and then they go ahead and kind of uh, click on the panic button, which will completely block all kinds of transactions. Uh, so, but then again, uh, there are other approaches that uh, that can be looked at uh, where a bank could initiate uh, the process of kill switch or, or even uh, uh, online uh, online services such as online shopping platforms could also implement uh, such kill switches. But what we see in Malaysia at the moment is uh, pretty much a, a self-managed uh, a kill switch, uh, which is at the moment is not very effective. Dr. Silva, um, from what you said just now, I, I get the feeling that it all hinges on the user's knowledge and ability to identify that they are being scammed. Um, how, how, um, how knowledgeable are Malaysians to realise that they are being scammed and thereby being able to activate that kill switch, do you think? Well, unfortunately, Malaysians, uh, for some reason, have been falling victim to fraudulent uh, uh, online fraud, frauds and online scams over the past uh, many years. Uh, although the, the government has uh, come up with various uh, uh, approaches to educate, uh, to mitigate uh, this uh, issue, but until today we see millions uh, and even up billions of ringgits uh, being siphoned out by scammers. Uh, and uh, the fact is, is all walks of uh, religion of all walks of life seem to be falling victim to uh, to fraudulent activities and scams. Uh, uh, we are not saying that, you know, those uncles and aunties uh, who have uh, who are 
uh, no IT knowledge are the main victims. No, the mm. thing is that even well-educated uh, IT literate people also fall victim to such uh, such scams, and that that is uh, kind of perplexing uh, to me, if you ask me. So we go back to the topic of uh, the kill switch mechanism. If we take the right. Singapore example, or even here in Malaysia, the banks have rolled it out. Uh, could we? What best practices could we actually learn from this? Could the skill switch mechanism be extended to, let's say, the telcos, for example? Uh, well, uh, when we talk about uh, the kill switch by telcos and, mm. and, and, and related services, uh, the the thing is that they have the power to actually block and uh, uh, terminate any phone line, phone numbers that, uh, what do you call this, that could potentially be used for fraudulent activities. Uh, I think everybody's aware of Semap Mule, uh, where you can actually go and check uh, whether a, f- a phone number is being used uh, for fraudulent activity. But the fact is that uh, this could be, these numbers could easily be blocked by calculus, and uh, there is no reason for the users to go and check if the phone number is being used for uh, fraudulent activities, why don't the tacos take a more proactive action and just block the numbers completely? Mm. So I think that that is very important uh, in terms of the law to ensure accountability uh, of tacos and banks and all those related uh, entities do their job uh, in, in ensuring that uh, this kind of account, um, bank account numbers and phone numbers are immediately blocked and not uh, passed the buck to the users to go and check whether they are uh, used for fraudulent activities or not. It may be too late by then. Could we also adopt what Singapore is planning to have, which is an SMS sender ID registry regime, which requires all organisations that send SMSs to basically uh, be in a database so that, okay, only then can they can these SMS go through? I mean, of course, you would have many, many organisations, but could that be one mechanism to protect individuals from scams? Yes, I, I think that's definitely uh, uh, the right uh, step forward to have a, a centralized, uh, what do you call this, collaborative database to share uh, data on, on, on fraudulent numbers and uh, and also ensuring SMS has been verified uh, through uh, some uh, verification process before it can actually send out. Of course, it's going to increase uh, the processes and, and also uh, the task and the, the companies or the telco company has to do, but I think this is something they have to uh, carry out anyway to ensure Malaysians are protected uh, in the cyberspace. So we also have um, a bunch of existing laws that uh, govern cybersecurity or the cyberspace. We've got the Computer Crimes Act, the Communications and Multimedia Act, Personal Data Protection Act. What kind of improvements or amendments or even new laws do you think need to be uh, introduced to ensure that uh, we do have a framework that is effective and affecting in, in, uh, in what was that, in responding to online scams? Uh, well, uh, as you said, uh, Computer Crimes Act was in 1997, Communications and Multimedia Act, 1998. Personal Data Protection Act, PDPA 2010. So looking at the year, uh, I think internet was just a baby, especially in uh, late 90s. And this 
laws relating to the internet when the internet was just an infant is completely uh, an archaic, I would say, a, a dinosaur at this age. And uh, they are completely irrelevant uh, to how the internet has grown, how the cyberspace has grown, and how it impacts uh, our lives. So uh, I believe there has to be a consolidation, consolidation of all this uh, internet and cyberspace related uh, act uh, and come up with a comprehensive single cyber law uh, that looks at uh, ev all aspects of uh, uh, the legal, the crime, and also the, the usage uh, of, of the internet. So uh, it is also important that we do not uh, uh, review this act uh, every 10 years mm. because technology evolves like not even a year. Mm. In, in, in few months, you see new technologies coming up. So there has to be a provisions uh, to allow for regular review and updates uh, to the legislation, uh, basically to counter, you know, the evolving threats. And they should it should not be rigid. You know, by the time the uh, some uh, requirement is brought in for the review, it takes one year before it actually is passed. And by that one year, whatever we were looking to review probably is obsolete. So uh, time and rigidity. Uh, needs to be looked at and uh, we also should look at uh, to align to international conventions and standards where possible there's a lot of standards that are very well established that we can follow uh, from other countries from right. international standards and so on all right dr selva thanks so much for speaking with us that was dr selva manikam uh, associate professor at university uh, science malaysia talking to us about uh, ways that we can improve our cybersecurity framework uh, to tackle online scams we're coming up to 7:59 in the morning we're heading into the 8am news bulletin and then after that on the breakfast grill keith Kam speaks to her excellency daniel heineke uh, australia's high commissioner to malaysia stay tuned bfm 89.9 you have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.